Our very lame attempt. That was so bad. Of uh, two supernatural, <laughs> two supernatural beings communicating with each other about hopscotch. And apparently, they do hopscotch. And yep. welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to forty-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris, and I'm Kyle. And if you guys like to be a part of the community, hang out, and join us with the things that we do, there's a link in the show notes down below for the <laughs> Discord. Yeah, below us. Oh, I gotta do that too. Below us. There is a uh, link to the Discord server for Every Man's Guide to Nerdum. We have all kinds of uh, channels dedicated to individual topics that you may be interested in discussing with fellow nerds. So we have uh, channels for movies, video games, anime, uh, comics, sports, beer, funk. You think of it, it's there. And if it's not there, let us know. We'll, We'll maybe make one. Uh, but lots of like-minded people that you didn't even know were also of like minds of you that you can discuss things with. And mm-hmm. if you'd like to hang out with us uh, live and in person, we stream pretty much every Friday and Saturday night together on Twitch. Chris over there is Guyver Unit Zero One G U Y G U Y D E R U N U I L M N O P L M N O P. Yeah, Guyver Unit Zero One G U Y B E R U N T Zero One. On Twitch, and mine is KSIG, underscore SIG. So find us, hang out with us. Uh, we play a lot of spooky games typically, or um, spooky themed games. This games. month is all spooky games. And then you can also catch us both playing some other stuff from here and there. I like to do a lot of survival stuff. Uh, Chris just likes to survive. So hang barely. out with us. Barely. So it's, a oh, good, yeah. it's a good time. Good time. It so is hang a good out with time. It's- we really enjoy when you all come hang out with us. Yeah. It's it's fun. We Kyle and I think we built a pretty good little community with you all and Yeah, come kick it. With us. Don't prove us wrong. Yeah. We had a really, really good spooky Saturday night. Probably one of the best spooky Saturdays we've ever had ever. Last wait, night. Here it here it comes. Here you it know. comes. But wait, wait, wait. Choke but was I was there. out of town and I didn't get to play. Doc was there. Chris was was absent. And we so really, we progressed so, so far in that game last night. So the reason we don't get far in that game is because Chris is because Chris is there. The reason we had a good spooky Saturday because Chris wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just saying, there's a pattern. You connect the dots however you seem fit. Connect the dots. La la la. Piss off. Um, la 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 la. <laughs> so we have, you know, first off, our listener of the week. Kyle, who's our listener of the week? Uh, that's going to be Mr. Banner, a.k.a. Dr. Bruce Banner, or was it like XX Dr. Bruce Banner? Now it's Banner Gaming. Banner Gaming now Woo! on the Twitch. Banner! He will forever be Dr. Bruce Banner just because we all like the Hulk. We do like the Hulk. And, uh, he obviously does as well. 
and uh, Banner. Banner's the reason we had a whole episode dedicated to Funko. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banner has his own little channel in the Discord. If you guys follow those links, where people share pictures of their favorite Funkos that they have, it's uh, F U N K O. Um, keep it tidy. So, yeah, share all your Funkos with us. Amateur Funkos. Yeah, yeah. I want to see all your amateur Funkos. So, <laughs> there's a spot for that. But Banner, thanks. Thanks, thanks Banner. Wait, Banner has been a loyal listener. Not since episode one, but he listened and then re-listened. And he's been with us for a long time now. And mm-hmm. so, Banner, thank you. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. All right. So, what are we talking about today? Stuff. Hey, Spooky good point. Yep. And all that's right. been the episode. Thank you. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, Boy, we, that was the shortest episode we've ever done. So being the uh, time of year it is, we've been doing stuff over um, spooky pop culture stuff and movies and things, and a uh, really cool one and uh, that I love, uh, paranormal movies. And we're going to talk about like the, the distinction, and sometimes the lines get blurred when you're like, you have your typical horror movies. You have and supernatural movies, paranormal movies fall under that, right? But there's certain things that make them stand out different. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about the history a little bit. Talk about um, the history of the movies themselves as they've come out and what they are, um, what we like, what we've seen, what we haven't seen. There's someone here that I've seen that Chris hasn't seen, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That uh, Chris has probably seen more, but why we like them, why you guys like them, why people like them, because if people didn't like them, they wouldn't keep making them. Nope. And, uh, you know, we've had a good resurgence probably the last 20 years in these. There's a little lull, a little downtime where they weren't as popular. Not um, laughing out loud. No. No, it's lulls. It's not lolling. No, nah, lulls is a... But um, a really cool topic, so uh, we'll kind of just jump right into that and start with, like, the history of it. Um you know, there's always been a fear of the unknown and that creepiness of what's in the shadows, what's in the dark, what can we see? And it's a different fear from, oh, this guy is going to kill me with an axe yep, with his weird mask on and stuff like that. Those are scary in their own right, but for different reasons. There's a, we've always had this, you know, there's always been cultural beliefs around spirituality and the afterlife and demons and ghosts and you know things like that that have been ingrained in us for generations and generations and once we were able as you know humans to be able to start making media and things like there's been scary stories from way back when there's been it's always been there but with movies um really kind of rooted in the forefront you know things that were taboo like you didn't talk about some of this stuff in the past because you didn't want to speak it into existence or things like that. And now it's like, it's on a screen right in front of you. Um, and it became really prevalent, like in the twenties and the thirties, there's some expressionist films and became much more popular in the thirties when universal studios started making monster movies. Like that was the kickoff, um, Transylvania, Eastern Europe, and just like your Dracula's and things like that, which are, you know, a little different from like the slasher movies that we saw becoming really big in the eighties and the nineties. We'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you, you said, it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's 
the things that go bump in the night. Yeah. And, and to, to me, this stuff is scarier than slasher films. Yeah, I agree. Slasher films don't really scare me. No. No. Um, I mean, okay, they do, but not in the same way that this does. This is like more of a primal fear. Yeah. Well, you get me. scared if your chair creaks funny. So, uh, okay, that is also true. But again, this is a primal fear, not a mm -hmm. chair squeaking funny, haha, dingy, my bobber. Yeah. It's, this is something that we're raised with, born with. Right. And so it's. Uh, no, did you did you say cultural beliefs? Yeah, you did. Um, just, just briefly mentioned briefly. It. So that's a big thing. Like each a lot of these stories you see of like um, Baba Yaga or mm -hmm. um, Skinwalkers or you know like the Tooth Fairy or if you look at the true origin of the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, the true origin of the Tooth Fairy is. She's a bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, she collects little kids' teeth, and if you look at the true origin story, she killed, tried to kill kids. If you look at that kind of stuff. Well, that um, sucks. <laughs> I'm putting nothing under my pillow. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, yes, mm -hmm. it does. But, you know, it all comes from cultural beliefs, whether that be, you know, European, Native American... You know, every culture has its own boogeyman. As yeah, I was say boogeyman. That the boogeymans. The boogeymans. And mm -hmm. here's the thing. I will preference this. I don't care what you guys think, but I am a firm believer in the afterlife and spirits, everything else. Like the culture that I'm from is very superstitious. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian culture is very, very superstitious. Um, Kyle and, you know, Lily are Native, Native American. They have a lot of cultural superstitions. And, it you know, a lot comes from the unknown. You know, how do we explain the unknown? Yeah. But they all have that, that backstory. And here's one thing I want to pose to you. Do you think, since we're on cultural beliefs, everyone has a story of the boogeyman, not John Wick? I think so. I, uh, I mean, I'm sure there, there may be some outliers there, but I think everybody, just like you said, we've got, there's things that we don't understand, and we have to think of a way to explain them so our, you know, little smooth monkey brains can rationalize what's going on. And by telling these stories, the... You know, there one, you know, ways to explain the unexplained or at least rationalize those. Two, there were some to just keep kids from doing stupid shit. You know, like don't go out there because those such and such will, you know, eat your face off or whatever. Don't go past the boundary. Don't go past the boundary. So, uh, you know, and not just kids, probably adults as well. Like there's, I wonder how many, okay, now my, my, my wheels are turning. How many of these, um, I guess we'll just keep going with Boogeyman, were created by maybe someone in power that want to keep people out of a certain area because they didn't want anybody there to find out things that were going on right. or to discover things like, oh, you don't want to go over there because the, you know, whatchamacallit, 
thingy will, you know, stab you in your sleep and pull your teeth out and feed them to children or something, you know, like mm-hmm. something super crazy and scary. So nobody goes over to the dark part of the forest, right? You know, where all the gold's at or something. And that's a, and that brings sticks. up a good point. How, yeah. How many, how many is actually like that? Yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> here's another question I want to pose to you. So like, with religion, you and I have discussed this before. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that all the different religions are a, a way of seeing the same higher being. Yeah. It's just different, you know, different cultures. Yeah. Seeing it, different ways of seeing the same higher being. Because, you know, I, again, I'm a believer in aliens. I'm a believer in the supernatural. Just because I think it would be very um, ignorant of us. And... um I, I don't know what the other word is I'm looking for, but um, to think that we're the only beings here yeah, and that there's nothing beyond. Do you think all these cultures saying, this is the boogeyman, this is the, do you think it's a bigger way of seeing the same being too? Um, I think it's either a bigger way of seeing the same being, or there's a lot of borrowed ideas. Um, a lot of cultures, a lot of religions borrow ideas from other people once, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, international trade started happening. We didn't trade just goods and services. We traded ideas and beliefs and melded those with our own. Um, and that's kind of what brought a lot of these legends and things like, like, okay, well, this group of people over here had this. That sounds spooky. I'm going to integrate it into my belief system over here because that, you know, I can change it around a little bit, but it's different versions of the same thing. Right. Um, I think you would see that a lot in like native tribes that um, there were similar stories, but with different names. You would see that a lot in like Middle East and um, especially in Asia. A lot of things are really similar, but just name different and some slight variations in those. So a lot of borrowed ideas um, and a lot of intermingled ideas to where it gets kind of in this little melting pot of spookiness. Right. Um, and, you know, as you trace back, you know, you think your favorite spooky supernatural thing you start researching that you'll see that you know other cultures have different versions of the same thing and they could possibly be borrowed down the timeline um there's that or there's also you know the other explanation like if they didn't have any reason to to connect and meet that you know maybe this is a a different way of expressing seeing the exact same thing i agree i totally agree i think i think that's a great um that's a really cool way of picturing it too, or, or, um, saying it. Yeah. So yeah. Good job, Kyle. Kind of curious to see where you got, you know, we, uh, with your, what we got going with the history here that, you know, explaining the unexplained, um, medieval <laughs> witchcraft, witchcraft denunciations were a way of ex- excluding the mentally ill for one. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein attempts to make sense out of the rapid innovations of electrical electrical technology in the early 19th century through her grotesque creation, through all of that. If you think about that, that's, yeah, the, think mm-hmm. about when it was written and what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, modern day supernatural thil- thrillers allow like this fantastical escapism, which is like really, I think, huge in our society, like now is escapism. Um, wanting to experience something different than the, and it's either that or it's just us getting older, the normal humdrum of daily life. And like, we need, we want to experience something sensational and extraordinary that's outside of our normal daily lives. 
Um, and then, you know, we kind of talk about the, you know, the world as a whole used to be, was extremely religious, whatever religion it was in your area at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, um, the idea of you know, being agnostic and atheist and non-believers in anything is increasing in society. And now the, the things that we, that we used to believe in that we just believed in them because we believed in them and they were spooky are slowly becoming more and more rationalized. This is why, you know, this spooky boogeyman was created or explained. And there are the reasons behind it. This is why this one was done. And so we're starting to rationalize things more. And I don't know if we're starting to kind of lose that spookiness a little bit as a result of it, because we're being too rational. You know, I, me personally, especially when reading things, whether it be historical or fiction, um, that are revolving around supernatural boogeyman type things. Like my rational brain wants to kick in and try to explain everything. And that right. sucks a lot of the fun out of it. And so me, I, I just don't think about it. I just go with it. Yeah. And that's, I try to do that so hard. Like just enjoy it for what it is. And especially in movies and things, um, really hard sometimes. Cause I pick stuff apart. Um, not even just the supernatural movies, just like any movies like, Oh, you know, that makes zero sense. Why would mm-hmm. that happen? Um, and I can let a lot go. <laughs> I can let a lot go, but just sometimes it's like, ah, oh, put some effort into it, guys. That that makes zero sense of why anybody would go up those stairs or why anybody would buy this obviously haunted house. Like, I know. I know. So, on that, do you think that trying to think how to put this because you just hit on this so okay you know how in the movies there's always the there's the sexy teens partying Mm -hmm. and like there's the hot dumb girl yeah there's the final girl Uh uh-huh there's the jock Uh uh-huh and then you got the sciencey one whether that's your velmas yeah your smart asian you know what i mean but they always come out and say no, there's got to be a rational ev- explanation for this. There's science. Do you yeah. think that they're kind of poking fun of themselves at that? Or not I, poking fun, but are like being self-aware. I think it's more like self-awareness, you know, knowing that there are going to be people sitting there like me a lot of the times, like, this makes no sense. I don't understand why this is like, they've got to have that that balance and you got to have some uh, something to to go against what's obviously going to be happening in the movie, right? Um, you know, there's got to be a rational explanation for this. That's a great line from you know almost every scary movie ever when all the unexplained happens, right? And I think it's a necessary part of it, even though it's like cliche at this point. Like you know, like oh yeah, that guy with the glasses, he's going to say that at some point in time. Uh, the guy that's fiddling around in the in the science lab, yeah, he's going to say something. You know this this makes no sense. This isn't right. You know, I think you have to have that as the yin to the yang of the, you know, okay, well, this is not explainable. Right. if you just, you have to have that balances things out. So you think that, yeah, no, I, I agree that that's a really good explanation of it, Mm -hmm. but they always, does it seem like more recently too, there's always that one character in these supernatural movies. I think so. And it's, you see it a lot. You know, I like the, uh, like your paranormal activity type things. You know, you have the skeptics, 
So it's not always um, your sciencey nerdy um, rational thinkers that are the the balance to it. With the with the uptick the last you know several several years of paranormal movies coming back into mainstream and being super popular again to the point of, like we're almost getting too many. Yeah, that it's like the the rational intelligent role has rolled over to the skeptic role. And, you know, they're, they're hand in hand. Right. Um, but it's more now, it's not necessarily your cliche nerdy character or the smart one. It's just somebody's like, Oh, this doesn't make any sense. I'm skeptical of it. You know, they don't, they don't have that signifier of, of being the extra smart one. Right. 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 I get that. Mm -hmm. That, that actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Um, huh. Good point. Talk, talk about your little thing here about uh, neurocinematics. That's, that seems pretty interesting. Neurocinema. Let me see where we're at. Uh, uh, like on E. E. And everyone, this is again why we have flows, because we do this all the time. Okay, so neurocinematics, what I put was researchers into a new field of neurocinematics, which is, it's a brand, well, not brand, brand new, but within the next, last 10 years. Focusing on our psychological response to film and television, have found out that supernatural images on the screen can be, can bypass rational thought processes and filter and stimulate the part of the brain responsible for primal instincts, desires, and reactions. The, how do you pronounce that? The uh, amygdala. Amygdala. That's what I said. The medulla oblongata. The amygdala. Before Netflix, chai lattes, and modern society, this part of the human brain was devoted to perceiving objects or, or predators that were supernatural in the sense that they were unwanted and dangerous and dangerous intrusions into a tribe. So basically, what this study was when I was researching this is there's a whole new science devoted to this. And it's saying that supernatural versus slasher. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that whole primal, the primal man, the things that go bump in the night and yep. why they scare us. It's also the same part that produces like pleasure, like that primal, like an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Releases it's that the same part. It's, it's brain coming. And so they're the purveyors of brain cum is what so, they are so your amygdala what that that is our ancient memory bank of fight flight or freeze so you 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 have you have like three primal functions in your brain you're either um we actually kind of went over this recently um and a really cool example is like two thousand years ago thousands of years ago we're in our little cave um, just surviving, and there's a bear at the front of the cave. And our brain does not want to take the time to think, ooh, is that bear friendly? Is that a nice bear? Like, no. Our brain's going to be like, okay, we're either going to run. Is that a nice right? bear? If, no. we can't, if we can't run, then we're like, we're going to pick up like a spear or a rock or a stick or something, and we're going to try to fight the bear off, or we're just going to like, eh, and freeze up and fall over. Like, that's the three things that we'll do. Right. And so... The, the whole thing with what you're talking about with the neurocinematics is these movies, these images, these things that we're seeing because, like what you're saying, they're different from the slasher stuff is um, it's trigger triggering that, pr 
primal, like you said, the primal response. We're either going to fight, we're going to flee, or we're going to freeze and fall over. That's when you, when you're watching a scary scary movie with people, you'll see different reactions. If especially if you have a group of people, you know, you get the people that that jump forward on the edge of their seat because mm-hmm. their brain is kicking in to be like, oh, there's a threat. I'm, I'm I've got to be ready to go into action. You get the people that like jump the other direction away from the screen because they're they're more naturally inclined for their flea response and you get the people mm-hmm. just like yeah and don't move because there's the freeze play dead response those 30 things and you watch that's what happens um it's the same thing as if you know you have those um those family members that you or friends or whatever that you just love to hide and scare like i'm going to hide around the corner and um jump out and i'm going to jump scare somebody you know you usually get that that flea response where they jump and they scream and they run away or they freeze if they have the fight response you only scare them once because you get punched in the face, you never scare him again. You're like, you know, hey, you don't. Uncle Uncle Jimmy, he's seen some shit. And don't then they get, scare him. Then they get mean. Yeah, yeah. And then you get whapped and like, well, no more scaring Uncle Jimmy. So. So I, I find this whole thing just fascinating that they did a whole new science based on film and television. Yeah, and just you the reactions that, to the images. Right. But, I mean, it all boils down to, you know, <clears throat> for the scientist, it's it's the fascination part. Yeah. But then for, like, Hollywood, it's the, oh, here, can we buy your research? Yeah. Your findings? Is, we can use this to scare people and people mm-hmm. pay money for it? Yes. Awesome. Let's do it. I just found that super interesting because it's it all comes full circle mm-hmm. at that point, you know? And it's, it's like, oh, we're going to study why you are so scared. Yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about like why we like and this is purely anecdotal. Everybody's gonna have their own reasons mm-hmm. for this. Um, what is it about these type of of images and movies and things that why do you? Because I know you love them. No, I love them absolutely. What, love them. what is it? Why do you love them though? Why do you, Chris, love these movies? Well, Kyle, thank you for that question. <laughs> um. I, as much as I hate it, I like to be scared. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, you know, it, it's again, it's the brain come, it's the mm-hmm. endorphins that get released and the unknown. Um, you know, I'll scare the crap out of myself to where, like, I'll be watching these late at night, like, after we get done playing or something, I'll be watching a scary movie. Everyone on the house is asleep and I'll get so scared. I refuse to put my foot out of the bed. You know how, like, when you're all, covered up yeah like i refuse and you guys can make fun of me all you want but i refuse we to will. put my foot out of the bed because i'm afraid something's gonna jump out and grab it you know lily's got your back she'll protect no you. she's dead asleep ah uh, well you got her little he's got a little sleep mask on and she is dead to the world like you're on your own buddy like i've had this the night terrors before the sleep paralysis mm-hmm. I remember oh trying, those are terrible yes and i remember trying to scream for her to help and she Right next. Yeah, I used to get those, um, and in combination with being um, lucid night terrors. Oh, so throw those two together, and I would just like rock, and like I was aware, like I was aware of everything that was going on. Like I'm in a dream, and this sucks, and so I would just like rock and throw elbows, Mm -hmm. like somebody wake me up, exactly now because I want out of this, and it would feel like it would go on forever. 
and mm-hmm. uh, going like heart racing, sweaty, out of breath, and like not remember, then come to and not remember any of it. Yep. And have it sit there for a minute, and then it starts coming back to you like, oh, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I woke up because whatever was, rem- oh god, yeah, it's like whatever was after me was about to get me, whether it was or not. But well, and all you can remember is the terror. You can't remember anything else about it. Like it, it takes a while to come down from there. Like all the yeah. adrenaline, all your heart racing, mm-hmm. and all that. It takes a little while to for it to, and when you crash, you hit hard. And well, I and I I can recall every single time trying to scream for help, but yes. your jaws like locked. Ah! You're going, mm, and you're mumbling. Nah, you know you are. Just nothing would come out. Just well, it that goes along with this whole conversation we're having, like the supernatural. They used to believe in ancient times, and they still do in some cultures. Oh, yeah, that really a, that's a demon sitting on your chest trying to eat your dreams mm-hmm. to kill you i knew that but i've made myself forget that now when i yeah you know, tonight you're welcome thanks, thanks a lot you're welcome okay so back on subject that's why you love not, it is yeah. trying to put those ideas back in my head well yeah uh, there's that it's just it's it's just fun i don't know it's 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 fun to be scared in a way that's not it's not your life is on the line, mm-hmm. but just all these different possibilities of like another existence, something else that could be there. And you know, you're not going to die. I've got you a, hope you're not going to die. I've got a slightly different, I mean, I like these for a lot of the same reasons. And I've got an, an add on I'm going to throw in here. And this is just particularly for the supernatural paranormal type movies. And it's not all of them. There's several that have this is I like the reveals at the end. And so a lot of times there's a backstory to whatever the thing is that's doing the stuff that's killing or scaring everybody. And you don't get the full reveal of like what actually happened till later. So like you're sucked in and the good ones do this really well. Right. Where you're sucked into the movie and like, you know, there's something and you're sometimes the part of the back of your brain, you're just like, man, you think there's some empathy going there. Like I, I really hope that there's some redeeming qualities for this evil spooky thing that's trying to kill everybody and it's just really misunderstood or, you know. No one understands No me. one understands me. You know, like a, a good recent example of something I watched recently was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. We talked about this the other day. You know, mm-hmm. love the books because the books and the stories and all those books were all supernatural things all really fall into all these categories and all the things that we're discussing really well. The um, without you know spoiling anything for anyone that didn't see it, there is a really cool character development of the spooky thing that starts fleshing out towards the end of it, and I like that. I like it when there's something relatable and it's just not oh here's spooky thing, spooky thing scaring everybody, but we really don't know why spooky thing spooky. You know, like give me some substance there, like give me a backstory, give me a reason to stay invested in the movie. To find out at the end, otherwise it's just you know two hours of being scared, and then they sell the house and they move to Florida. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, I like that additional. I like the spooky thing having really good character development, whether it's a demon, whether it's some unseen force that has explanation in some crazy ritual that happened hundreds of years ago, whether it's some creepy doll that's possessed, and you find out the story of the spirit that's possessing the doll. Those things really keep me sucked in. And. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's a great way of putting it too. Like here's what I want to challenge you all to do. You guys listening. I want you to put in the episode discussion because frankly, we need you guys to be 
we need more episode discussion in the Discord. Why do you all like scary movies, or why do you not? Tell us. Mm-hmm. Let, Let us, us know. know what what draws you in, or what what makes it so you don't want that. Yeah, they're not for everybody. I'm I'm curious about the people like that. The uh, and you're weird. I'm gonna call you out. You're weird. I don't like scary <laughs> movies. Why don't you like scary movies? And if it's just like I don't like to be scared, I'm always one. I'm always curious about that. Like because I love to be scared. Chris loves to be scared. I know lots mm-hmm. of people that love to be scared, and I can understand like, ooh, that doesn't feel good because I got scared. But like, and you don't have to put that in the Discord if it's personal stuff or whatever. But that just always yeah, no. We're not me. gonna make you. Yeah the the uh, the I don't do scary movies. People, I just don't understand you. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand you. Let's, uh. We talked a little bit about some of the older movies. Um, we're not going to go a lot into the classics, um, partially because we're not super familiar with them, but also because the, <laughs> the newer stuff is in more recent memory because there's things we've been watching again. If, if you guys want to talk about the super classic old school supernatural movies um we could probably do that at another time mm-hmm. but um I, where we're really kicking off like the timeline of this is going to be like 80 like 1980 ish a little bit before a little bit after right um and then carrying forward into modern times and so we because up until really late 70s early 80s most of your horror themed movies were supernatural based that was everything you know you had your well you had monster movies and then you had supernatural monster movies i think kind of stand their own thing your frankensteins and your mummies even though they are supernatural in my brain that's a different thing and so that's what we mostly had up until late 70s early 80s when a new genre of movies really started taking the box office money home that was the slasher films yep and yep. th- this was kind of a downtime for your supernatural, uh, paranormal movies because, and there's a difference. And I'm, I want to talk about what I feel like is the difference on this a little bit is because your slasher movies, you think, uh, there's, there's a big bad, right? We, we use the term big bad a lot. That's the, the antagonist. That's the evil guy. That's the evil person in the movies. Yep. Your, your Freddy's, your Jason's, um, your Michael Myers is, is, you know, the, you have a singular, entity a singular singular bad guy um you know think of the guy with the knife right the bad guy with the knife if, if you want to really simplify it down they're usually a single uh, a single murderous violent antagonist and they tend to take on almost like a perception of like a serial killer thing so if someone's you know usually the cops that are investigating in the in the movie or whatever anybody that's really looking into it it, it will look like a crazy serial killer doing some crazy stuff kill a bunch of teenagers right that's your slasher film looking at it from the outside which it a lot of them still have paranormal elements supernatural elements um you know nightmare before or nightmare on elm street uh friday the 13th halloween they're all some supernatural-esque elements in there but they're really heavy on just the big bad guy stabbing a bunch of people right right but our supernatural and what we discussed this your it's other in in <clears throat> our mind the way we wrap around it, the way we're doing it for the show, they're otherworldly. They're spectral, paranormal. Um, the deaths and things that happen either come off extremely unexplainable in nature, like there's there's no rational explanation for this, how they died, or they come off 
extra natural and like, oh, they had a heart attack. They got scared to death or whatever. And so this goes back to like why we love it. I like those because it's it's it, it does go back to that primal thing. You know, I'm I'm not terribly worried about a seven foot tall guy in a hockey mask showing up that's immortal unless they're making a really good batch of meth down the street. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, he's at it again. But the the supernatural side, that's just, it just kind of, it hits you different. It yeah. hits you different. It gets you a little bit different. It gets you, get you, get you the gold mine. <laughs> and oh. so we got, we got some classic supernatural. We'll kind of start talking about some movies here. Well, and... let me ask you about that, Okay, too. go ahead. Okay, so... And you and I discussed before we started too, and you just said it. It hits you different. The slashers versus the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Why is it different for you? The slasher movies seem to rely heavily on jump scares, right? Okay, and I'm not against jump scares. I love a good jump scare when it's done right. Um, they do some building up, and like, and you can almost call them when they're coming. You're like, you know, this jump scare is about to happen. You know, it's about to hit you, and that's what your slasher movies are going to rely heavily on: are jump scares and gore. Jump scares and gore. You right. know, some people are terrified by gore and blood and guts and things like that. The supernatural, spooky movies. There's this constant feeling of dread when they're done well. They they pull all the good elements from thr- from. Uh, thriller type movies mm-hmm. and add that dread that that just constant increasing dread usually done really well with a really good score that's going to slowly build over through the course of the movie or certain sounds or complete silence done in the right places that it just it chills you to the bone because you can't you can't explain some of it Mm-mm. and so that part of it is What's, I think, terrifying for a lot of people. Like, well, we couldn't explain this. Like, this isn't something that could happen, we wouldn't think, in real life. But they do a really good job of selling it. Like, this could happen. And now you have a fear of clowns, and now you have a fear of dolls because you watch these movies. hmm Because that's usually where they're going to come from, or they're playing movies off of these fears and making them supernatural. So it's a whole thing of, you know, what we're talking about, playing with that primal part of our brain. Right that works and it doesn't need the jump scares and it doesn't need the gore. Some of the scariest movies ever don't rely on either one of those. And they stick with you for a very long time. The images, the imagery sticks with you for a very long time. Just like, you know, your background, the bottom right image that sticks with you. That's one of the creepiest images of all time. Yeah. And so that just sticks with you. Um, things that our brain has trouble processing, like, Oddly, we can process a giant dude in a hockey mask coming at us with a knife. Mm-hmm. That's when you'd be like, oh, no, I would just I'd yeah, go I over there. You, you, you could rationalize it away. We have a really hard time processing how in the hell to kill a sentient, murderous porcelain doll that's mm-hmm. in a cage or a case. Yeah. Those things that our brain has trouble processing, and so we, it goes back to those three primal urges of fight, flight, or free, freeze that I think was what what makes that work. That's a great explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it, again, it's, it, I think it all comes down to the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing like, theme. 
like for me it's like i think because it can hit so close to home it's like sometimes you know in the movie again the seven foot immortal killer is coming after you super slow it's like okay i'm getting in the car see ya yeah catch me now or catch the little now. the little doll with red hair and i'm yep. kicking freaking Kick. kicking <laughs> he's that tall he's not tall um, at all get a broom like... and poke him away <laughs> Go on. Keep him back with a broom. Go. Get back. Get back. It doesn't like, even have to be a big broom. It can be the little handheld ones. No. No, you could hit him with a Swiffer and he'd fall over. Like, you don't... <laughs> How did you stop Chucky? I got my Dyson and I took off the head on it and mm -hmm. just put it on suck and just left it and then I went away. I set a little trap, a little snare trap, caught him. Now he's stuck in the ceiling fan just going in circles. <laughs> Yeah, let me die. You somebody bet. needs to make that movie, like do a Chucky ripoff where it's Chucky, but it's not Chucky, but yeah, like that's Chucky, and it's him failing over and over again trying to do stuff because people are actually smart and know how to stop him. In a world where there's killer dolls, we should make this. We movie. have the opposite. Mm -hmm. Chucky fails. Yeah, Chucky fails. What would you call it? You couldn't call it Chucky. You couldn't call it Child's Play. Child's fails. Mm, smart people overcome killer doll. Like, that's all you would have to call it. <laughs> Rational people overcome killer doll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put a bucket on him. Like a five-gallon bucket. You can just sit it down and put a cinder block on it. He's not going anywhere. Or you see the wrong version mm. of Child's Play, and he ends up, Chucky ends up uh, getting into, like, a Barbie. <laughs> what you, yeah. it's like, I mean that would be harder because then he would be able to hide in smaller places but he wouldn't be able to pick up a knife wouldn't be able to pick up a knife uh, he have an advantage if he goes into a kin doll though like you couldn't kick him in the nuts because that's, no, that's not true existent. too he's smooth yeah, he's smooth down there but so you just you just put like a mop bucket over him and just put like a big rock and it's like movie's over yeah the family dog just grabs him up and just takes off running. Uh, like, uh, like, <laughs> like Toy Story, yeah. So you're welcome, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Charlie's all about it. He's down here looking at me right now. He's like, "Yeah, I'd eat that toy." Yeah, uh, that's delicious. Yeah, okay. He's little so and stupid, and this dog could really take care of anything like that. So let's go into the classic supernatural movies. Okay, so we've got a lot of Stephen King stuff here too. We do too. Yes, and oh, and there's one on the back that we didn't put on here. Okay, I don't know how to spell it. Just wing it. We're the only ones reading it. That's true. Hold on. There. Where is it? That's under the sh under the shinning. Oh, it has an. Oh, there it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You couldn't so... have spelled that more wrong. Okay, so. <laughs> Like what's the first I don't one? Know there? How to spell it. Okay, first one. They're here. Poltergeist. One of the classics of supernatural. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be fair, the whole movie was set around tragedy too. Like all sorts yeah. of weird shit died in that, like or happened in that movie that they couldn't explain. So they said the movie was haunted. Oh you know, the, yeah. Uh, the little girl died in real life because mm -hmm. she was killed by her father, I believe. I believe so. Here, let me. Here, you you kind of go. She on was out. she was also the vo voice of Ducky 
10. Um, she was like 10 when she died. Voice said she had like this terrible like infection and like the father ended up killing her and the mother, I think something like that. Yeah. Very, very but tragic ending. She was the voice of Ducky and, um, uh, oh, what was it with little foot Land before time Land before time? Yeah. Get your shit yep, together, yep, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But as you know, of course, set on an Indian burial burial grounds where we got our first glimpse of what was her name? Zelda. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. She was the little person played. Was it Ruby? Oh yes. Um, God, I forgot her name. Carolyn. She, she is a staple. Um, in horror movies around that time. Yep. And she had the I'm creepy voice. Her. Yep. But great actress. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Zelda Rubenstein. She played, Ten, Tangina. That was the worst name ever. Um, she died in what 2010 at 76, and she was four three, and she was just, she was so creepy, and they have parried her, par parried, parried, parodied her in so many things. Like one of my favorites was in um. American Dad when Roger was her. Yeah, oh, they did such a good. Oh, that was such a, good, a great one. Family Guy did. Family Guy did a really good Poltergeist thing too. Yeah. And I'm going through here, I found the Poltergeist curse stuff. If we want to hit that really fast. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, because so, I, I think this is super interesting. So started off the whole thing began with human skeletons. So there's uh, one of the famous scenes um, when Diane fell into the family's pool and there's just like skeletons everywhere. Those were real skeletons because apparently rubber skeletons were too expensive to make. Fun fact. There's that. Uh, months after the release. Where did they get them? I don't know. Dug them up. Um, the older daughter, Dana, uh, the actress that played her, was murdered a few months after the uh, film was released. Um, before they started filming Poltergeist 2, they had an exorcism performed on the set because of the everything that happened in the first one. Two more died a real within a exorcism. <laughs> yep. Uh, two more cast members died within a couple of years of the sequel. Um, da, 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 da. One died of malnutrition and post-operative kidney failure. Um, was that Heather? That was... This is the ones from the sequel. Let's see. Uh, Julian Beck, who played Kane, died of stomach cancer at age 60, uh, which he was diagnosed before he accepted the role. And then um, Heather O'Rourke, um, who was the little girl. Um, no, she died of cardiac arrest and septic so shock caused by a misdiagnosed intestinal, intestinal issue um, at age 12, several months before the release of Poltergeist 3, which was the final chapter in the movie. Richard Lawson was on U.S. Air Flight 405 when it crashed in 92, barely survived. Uh, 2009, Lou Perriman, who pay played the small role of Pugsley in the original film, um, was 67 when a recently released ex-con killed him in his own home with an axe. There's a lot of death around that movie. Lots of Isn't death. Isn't that nuts? Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm okay. So I didn't know that the sister died, Dana. It is tragic how she died. He uh 
she was strangled to death by her boyfriend, who was a chef, a prominent chef. He, he, she broke up with him. He dragged her outside and strangled her, leaving her brain dead. Five days later, they took her off life support. Yeah, a lot of bad he, stuff around that one. He got sentenced to six years, but only served three. What? And now he's free. Just roaming around? How? All right. Jesus. Okay. Um, next one on there. But yeah, Poltergeist is super scary. Mm-hmm. It actually is, if you think about it. So, okay. Uh, next one is the Exorcist series. Mm-hmm. Which I think I've only seen the first one. I don't, there was like three, I think. Um, I think there's four. Four? Well, and then do you have all the, the not spinoffs, but the uh, inspired, you know, the inspiration they have because there's tons of Exorcism movies that came out way later. Not right. the Exorcist movies, but oh, movies about Kyle. Exorcism. What do you find? There's a remake planned for next year. Nice. Nice. It's, well, okay, it's a sequel. Well, then that can't be a remake. No, but it's called The Exorcist. Yeah, it's sequel to the 1973 film about a 12-year-old girl who's possessed by, but yeah. Yeah, okay, That's so. That's interesting. That, that throws our timeline back a little further. These were early 70s because Omen came out in 76. Um... Yeah, and Owen's like where they thought the kid was the Antichrist. Yeah, Damien. Yeah, Damien. Damien. Damien! Creepy little kid. And there was, that spurred a whole series of mm-hmm. movies. Um, one that was not a series here, we got Carrie. Carrie was such a cool movie. The Carrie is a great movie, and they've done two remakes of it, I think. Uh, there was one in 2013 with uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, how many remakes? I thought there was only just one. I think there's two. Uh, there's a oh, what's and this? it's more recent. There's a 2022 remake. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it already came out? Yeah. Did I miss it? How did I miss that? I saw that. Like I see there where there's talks of it. No, I'm almost positive it's come out already because I remember just reading stuff about it. Mm. But Carrie oh, was okay. so good. There was a 76, and then there was a 2002, and then there was a 2013. The 2002 had Angela Bettis, Trisha Clarkson, and it was a TV, like a made-for-TV movie. Oh, that's the one I'm thinking about then. Yeah, okay. and then you had the 2013 with... Chloe uh, Grace Hit Girl. Yep, and Julianne Moore... Yeah, portion See, of I Double Day. There was another remake coming out. No, and like then on Shutter or something. There was some random like that could possibly happen. There was the Rage Carry Two, which I don't know which one of those it was the sequel to, but it came out in ninety nine. Um, which I remember that probably I don't think that one really took off very well. No. Um, but, we've got. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, so. <clears throat> We have, you know, you you brought up the the Exorcist series that was mm-hmm. seventy three. To this day, that's still considered one of the scariest movies of all time. Yep. And that's what shot Linda Blair to prominence. You know, as Reagan. Mm-hmm. The and her famous line, 
And it spawns so many parodies too. Oh yeah. Um, what 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 was it? Was it scary movie like two or three? <clears throat> With Andy Richter was playing the priest, and then she's like, she's like, you know, your your mother sucks dicks in hell. And he and then they start going blah, 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 and they start like Frenching. That may have what been. What was that one? It was two or three. I just remember laughing my ass off. But Exorcist is widely renowned as one of the scariest movies of all time. It's always in a top 10 list. Mm -hmm. Just because of, oh, this could happen. And, you know, the Vatican actually does exorcisms. Yeah. Well, it's still part of the, I mean, it's, it's definitely 100% part of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to request them. There's like a whole thing that you have to do. But they, still and they do don't them. just do them. Yeah. The church doesn't. I mean, I'm sure you could probably find some guy on Craigslist that would come do it. Yeah, name Craig. Yeah, Craig. Or Reagan. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, IT. Hmm. Freaking nerds. I didn't. Or it. It written by... We're adding more sites to the firewall. <laughs> <laughs> We're blocking more access. No Spotify for you. We're yes, requiring uh... a 15-character password. Uh... You have to change every six weeks. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Who is it written by? Oh, it? Stephen King? Mm -hmm. Yes. So... The original movie, I got a great personal story about the original movie. And or why... should you save that for if we end up doing the clown one next week for the final Halloween episode? This one doesn't totally involve the clown thing. It's just okay. why I didn't. So if you remember, the original came <clears> out on, um, it was a two-part miniseries that came out on, like on ABC back in the 90s. Yep, yep. And so I remember the first half that came out, we were watching it at home. Probably shouldn't have been watching it, but we were because I was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 or not but very you did old. Anyway. But we did right. anyway because that night, me and my brother were supposed to camp out in the front yard. We had the tent, everything ready to go. We watched the first half of the movie. I'm like, mm -mm, no. And we didn't camp out. And I did not watch the second half of it until probably 10 years ago. Really? And it scared me that bad when I was little. Like, I'm not watching, I'm not going to see what happened. Like, I knew what happened, but I didn't watch it for like decades. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Um, I love the original. Okay, full disclosure, I hate clowns. Me too. Like, they scare the shit out of me. Like, clowns literally just scare the piss and, out of me. You're I there, always have. If you're listening and you're a clown <laughs> and you're hearing us say this, this I want I want to let you know, as a person to person who dresses up as a clown, you're still freaking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm sure you're a perfectly lovely person. Uh, sure, you are. Take the damn makeup off before you come try to shake my hand. Okay, thank you. Thank you. But clowns scare the shit out of me, so I think this is why it, even the TV movie, scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but Tim Curry as Pennywise. Perfect. 100%. Like, one of my favorite parts from that is, remember, he's like, I forget who he was calling, but he's like, hey, look, <laughs> yuck, yuck, and he's honking the horn. Mm-hmm. Like that he was so good. He was so great at that. Like oh, and Tim Curry is just the ultimate mm -hmm. like spooky person. 
But yeah, no, I loved it. I really loved it. And that's one of the few clown things I can stomach. Well, okay, that and Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because that's not scary. That's not scary. We're, we're we're planning on possibly doing a whole episode about spooky clowns sometime. Maybe, because our last episode that's going to come out in a week from when you're listening from this is actually going to be the Halloween episode. Yeah, clown one might be a good one for that. That might be a great one for that. You guys will see. Um, You'll find out in the future. In the future, uh, but the next one is The Shinning. The Shinning. With um, groundskeeper Willie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack Nicholas, hell of a golfer. Yeah, great golfer. Great, great golfer. golfer. And uh, <laughs> it all, all work and no play makes Homer a doll boy. That was one of the greatest Treehouse of Horror episodes ever. Ever. Maybe we should do... That's what we should do, oh, is the Treehouse of Horror episodes. I bet I haven't watched a Treehouse of Horror, a new one, in like 16, 17 years. I haven't either, but they're all on Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to watch 45 years, however many years, 30 years of Treehouse of Horror. They're only 22 minutes. That's There's still a lot. They're on like, what, Treehouse of Horror 78 or some crap? So <laughs> Close enough. The Shining was great. I wish we had... Another Stephen King. Yeah, I, I wish we had Jack Nicholson in more horror movies because he was just like made for it. 100%. So good as the crazy guy. You know, he... So, that hotel's a real place that you can go yeah. visit. And I think we should visit there. You go ahead. I've heard it's... I, I have heard it's haunted. Well, you know, all of the experience, and I see how well you handle things in like Phasmo and stuff like that. You just lead the charge. <laughs> That'll be on your tombstone. What was the last thing you said? Why am I the first to die? <laughs> so you've had a lot of practice in these games. We'll be set up. Because I suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is where we got the twins, the creepy twins. Come mm-hmm. play with us, Donnie. And red rum and talking to your fingers, okay. Mm-hmm. And okay, let's talk about the shining real quick though, too. <clears throat> so, uh, was that Polanski who directed that? Roman Polanski. Um, who not was sure. that? The Shining. Kelly Duvall was in it. Uh... Kelly Duvall, and that's where I'm going with this. Because okay, there's so, been a remake of this too. The one with Brian from Wings was well, on. Well, Stanley Kubrick did the screenplay. Is that maybe why you're thinking oh, that? St- yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Um, screenplay, screenplay. All it was him. It was him. Oh, Kubrick. So, okay. Because <clears throat> he was the director too. Oh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, he also did Clockwork Orange, Clockwork and... Orange, Full Metal Jacket, Silence of the Lambs, uh, the original Alien. Um. Shelley Duvall's oh, yeah, he did do this because um, what's his name took over after. No, it was Ridley I, Scott. Ridley Scott was the original Alien. Was it? I thought he was the. Maybe he was just. He did something on Alien. It is Ridley Scott. Okay, you, okay, you do your thing. I'm gonna look up Stanley. Keep going. He did. He did something on there. I swear he did. Um, <clears throat> but. So Shelley Duvall's terror, like when the when Jack's going after her with the axe and just like her feelings of insecurity and everything were 100% genuine. Kubrick bullied her so bad and mentally abused her this entire he told her how ugly she was and how she couldn't act and how terrible she was to get this performance out of her. Mm-hmm. 
is all 100% real. Like, if you go read the story of this, it's terrible. It is terrible. Like, how bad she was treated. But just fascinating. So go do yourself a favor and go go read that. Read about that. The only uh, uh, Kubrick tie-in I can find in is that he called Ridley Scott after seeing the chest burst scene in, in Alien and was like, how'd you do that? Oh, that may be what I was that's the only that's the only tie-in for there. Okay. Uh, where is my list? Okay, so yeah. next up. Amityville Horror. 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 <clears throat> One of the classic supernatural ones, I think, too, because it's about a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And it spawned all sorts of remakes. They've done how many remakes have they done on this? Too many to count. Too many to but count. Ryan Reynolds was in one of the remakes. And then, you know, they got so ridiculously bad that Rift Tracks did a riff on one of them for Rift Tracks Live. Well, the, the movie was based on a book, which was based on loosely based on real life events. Um, let's see how many movies there were. How many Amityville? Here we going. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, it's about a haunted house and getting a priest in there and finding the bones in the wall and everything else. It's 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 one of those, Am- the original Amityville horror still scares me to this day. God, there's so just many because, movies. Just because of how realistic they made it and like, oh, that could happen. No, I remember putting the cookie jar there. Or, you know what I mean? That's the kind of crap that scares the tar out of me. You want me to start? You want me to read these off really fast? Yeah, go for I'm it. Gonna to, I'm gonna have to do them super fast <clears throat> so we get every Amityville, and they're not all canon tied into each other or even made by the same thing. They just really jumped on the name because everybody hears Amityville, you know, is spooky. You have Amityville Horror, 1979. Amityville 2: The Possession came out in 82. Amityville 3D came out in 83. Amityville Horror: The Evil Escapes, 89. TV movie, The Amityville Curse, 1990. Straight to video. Amityville, 1992, It's About Time, straight to video. Amityville, A New Generation, 93, straight to video. Amityville, Dollhouse, 96. Amityville, Horror, 2005. Amityville, Haunting, 2011. Amityville, Asylum, 2013. Amityville, Death House, 2015. Amityville, Playhouse, 2015. Amityville, Vanishing Point, 2016. Amityville, Toy Box, 2016. The Amityville, Terror, 2016. Amityville, No Escape, 2016. Amityville, The Awakening, 2017. Amityville, Exorcism, 2017. Amityville, Clown House, Screw That, 2017. Amityville, Murders, 2018. The Am- My Amityville Horror, 2012 documentary. Amityville, Cop, 2021. Amityville, High, To Be Announced, Return to Amityville, To Be Announced. Amityville, The Beginning. Amityville, The Legacy, 3D. Amityville, The Final Testament, 2010 TV movie. 28 entries. Three of them still to be announced. <laughs> If I could have done that in one breath, that would have been really impressive. That would have been impressive. That was still impressed. You still read it all. Like, so. You know how hard it is to say it. Amityville 28 freaking times in a row? I can I barely just, say Amityville. I just kind of mumbled through it. Amityville horror. Really good. Okay. We actually kind of talked about this already. The Rise of Slasher movies. Yeah. Took over a grace period from the 80s to the 90s. We kind of talked about that already. Yeah. We There were still supernatural <laughs> movies. There were still that type of movie in the 80s and 90s. It never went away totally, but the forefront, it just seems like, and like I said, this could be totally anecdotal, but it just that's what I remember from that time frame. It was mostly slasher movies. That's what we were watching. Right. And if we watched a supernatural spooky movie, it was just kind of on the side. Or it had to be a really good one that came out during the time. Okay. 
Let's talk about this real quick. Okay. Because this ties in. Would Friday the 13th be considered a slasher or supernatural? Yes. Exactly. I think it's both because it relies on jump scares. It relies on the unknown. Yeah. And we kind of touched on that earlier that most of those slasher movies do have supernatural elements in them, but Mm -hmm. they're leaning heavier on the big bad. Right. As as their point of, and when I say big bad, I mean like physically big and bad and doing things like that. That's, that's, I think, where you have your slasher really. Texas Chainsaw Massacres. Mm -hmm. Even though that was 70s. Um, yeah. So next, so, modern su- supernatural movies. Mm-hmm. So like late nineties into early two thousands, we start seeing like a resurgence of these type of movies. Um, we, you know, these are in no particular order as far as release date or anything, but they all kind of have that same. I'm, I don't want to say the same feel, but you just know it when you hear them. Um, Ring series. You know, and I'm talking about the American version of the Ring, which was a remake of the was it was it Ringu. 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 Um, you know, Creepy Girl on the Well with the Long Hair. Yeah. There were, how many of those movies were there? I think there were three or four. Yeah. That was The Grudge. That was The Grudge. See, we get them, okay, I got The Grudge and The Ring confused so many times in my head. Well, because they both came out like very quickly together. Very quickly, very similar <clears throat> look, right? Uh, so you've got The Ring, The Ring 2. Um, the Conjuring series kind of goes back to the not necessarily exorcism, but exorcism like. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so we said the Grudge, which fell fell along. Okay, this one, I mean, we're we're not one to like blow past these. Uh, we just kind of got time frames here to hit. Um, one that's one of my favorite and you don't I don't think you hear about hear it talked about enough also possibly because it's another one of those that's hard to pronounce correctly the insidious series those were great wasn't there only three of those there's three of those and those were actually really good they they told a really good story you had jump scares that weren't jump scares okay so the the de- the red faced demon from those movies yes that's one of the most terrifying you know what Spooky Darth Maul, right? Yeah, yep. it's like one of the scariest faces. I that one still sticks with me. Just the little reveal. I think they were sitting at the dining room table, and he kind of peeks around over the shoulder of the dad. I forget, um, who's playing the dad? But oh, what's his name? Yeah, that guy. And so you see the red face like peek around the corner, and that still sticks with me. Or uh towards the end of the movie where you hear uh, Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim playing. like Yes. Oh! Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Mm -hmm. So, and what's great about the Insidious, the whole universe, it's the same universe as The Conjuring and Annabelle. Oh, yeah, they do all tie together, don't they? Yeah, they're all tied. So, I found the list. It's Insidious in 2010, Insidious Chapter 2, then The Conjuring, Mm -hmm. then Annabelle, Mm-hmm. Then Insidious Chapter 3, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, Insidious The Last Key, The Nun. If you remember, The Nun was in Insidious 3? I think. Um, or maybe it was The Last Key. 
they just announced the Crooked Man from Insidious. Um, as so a movie, all, weren't they all sort of tied to the doll somehow? There was, I, I think, the doll so. is what think, tied it all together. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think Annabelle's the and, doll that ties the whole universe together. I think so. Um, Insidious goes, oh. Five for next year. I'm a big fan um, of the movies. The Lamberts, ten years after the last installment, as Dalton begins college. The Curse of La Lorna. That one was actually pretty good. I liked it. Annabelle comes home. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't see that one. And then they just announced The Nun Two. Also. See, I like that. That's a whole new universe. It's that's spurred I do too. up. You know, you're outside of your Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> and your Halloweens and um, you're, it's like it's a whole new universe. That's well, cool. it, the lady who plays Bonnie Aaron's who plays the nun. Mm-hmm. That's not all makeup. She's scary in person. She is scary. Like, I thought that that wasn't... No, that's really her nose. Hmm. If, you know, Kyle and I aren't ones to make fun of how people look, but she's Chris just kind of scary. Remember last week? No, Werewolf by Night? We were making fun... Anyway. Okay. <laughs> and so all those tie in together. Now, the Woman in Black series, I did... I think I may have watched one of these. I don't watch any of those. This, right. The first I heard was when you mentioned it. All right, well, you guys tell us in the Discord about that. Uh, now, this this kind of falls like late 90s, early 2000s, the Final Destination series. This is a scary movie with jump scares and no bad guy, right? Well, the well, bad guy's death. Bad guy's death. You're dodging death. And it's basically, you know, five movies of Darwin Awards. But these series of movies are like why nobody wants to drive behind a logging truck anymore. I've seen that movie, you know, and, and these they've spurred this whole thing of, you know, like this is a final destination moment. Like you see something that looks like this could be really bad. Like it's a final destination moment. This is what's going to get us. And I, those weren't really scary for me. No, no, they weren't, but they, I think they fall into the supernatural awareness thing. Um, I'll tell you one that scared me that's kind of along those lines. It's supernatural and like was was it mirror or mirror mirror? Mm, not sure. Not mirror mirror. That one was with Julia Roberts. Um it was the one with um the Kim Possible girl. Um uh Christy Carlson Romano. It's the one where um hold on, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was that series. I think there was two movies in it. And when you looked in the mirror, you saw like the evil mirror version of yourself from a not another universe, but like um, I don't think I watched that one. Apparently interesting one. though. Well, like in like she looked at herself in the mirror and saw her twin cutting her throat. And like another one like cutting their mouth open like a, a Glasgow s- smile. Yeah. Mirrors, mirrors two, I think is what it was called. Um, and then whatever your twin in the mirror did, you did. I may have to check those out. It it was actually really good. We'll talk about it after this. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. Um, Paranormal Activity, which spawned I, didn't, a whole- I have not watched any of those. 
really cool. Like they they build off that found footage type stuff a lot. They rely heavily on it because uh, there's a lot of you know at home security camera footage, and they do tell stories in a long drawn out way of what happened. It's been years since I've seen them all again. I think there's a couple that I didn't catch towards the end, but um, yeah, just kind of along the lines of uh, poltergeist in a way. Um, but less in your face, I think mm-hmm. they're, they, I just, I like them cause they do kind of have that really personal feel to it. Like you've kind of feel like you're there and you're watching the things that are happening and it's right. just these little slow creepy things that just, it's the build like little bitty spooky things keep coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up until the big, bad, scary, spooky thing at the end happens. So, have um, you seen all of them? I know I've seen the first two. I can't think if I've seen the rest of them. Because um, it gets to a point, it's hard to keep up with everything that's coming out. Well, and then they... Do you think like this? Because they're, they're like five of them now. Mm, I think so. And then there's like a... Hold on. Do you think they beat this genre to the death? They're going to make... Okay. Hollywood, as long as it's going to make a profit, they're going to keep making the movie. Like, like Jeepers Creepers, the new one that just came out. Alien Resurrection that I finally watched today. <laughs> you know, if it's going to make some money, they'll sell out. Let me see how many Paranormal Activity movies there were. Um, one, two, three, four. The marked ones was five. I think I watched that one. Ghost Dimension, six. Oh, Next Ghost to- Dimension? A different one? Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. <laughs> Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, which came out last year. That, like, it looks like it's loosely related to... And that one was just, like, only on Paramount+. Plus. So, yeah. That's that's when it starts dying off. When you're going straight to Paramount+. Plus. For now. For now. Um, uh, Great movies. The first one came out. What year was it? Uh, 2007. God, some of these movies were creeping up really close on the 15 and 20 year anniversary of. That's crazy that's to me. Yeah. Um, that is so nuts. Evil Dead remake, one of our favorite series. Yep. Um, I think this falls into that because it's not as campy. Yeah. No, it's it's more it's more of the supernatural. Yeah. The trees. It follows, which hits awfully close to home for Kyle. I haven't watched it yet, so we've talked about it like several times over the last couple of weeks. I'm just going to break it down and watch it. It is such a great movie. Um, oh, you know what? Another good one to be talk about would be like movie, like Halloween anthology movies too, mm-hmm. like um, Trick or Treat with Sam. That might be good too. Um, it follows to it. is. Uh, basically an STD entity. STD entity. STD entity. <laughs> Sexually by transmitted Jove, demon. By, by Jove, Holmes, I think you've come up with a new genre. Mm-hmm. Um, there's S- demons in the semen. <laughs> <laughs> we have exercised the demons. Wash and then a guy in. comes out and goes, oh, I need some Gatorade. Thank you. Well, you've been in that bathroom for the last 45 minutes exercising demons. We got <laughs> you know, to right. <laughs> We got to go. Um, we're not going to ruin it for you, but it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Hellraiser. 
the Hellraiser series, one of my favorites. Um, they can't all be winners. The first two were very good. I like this last one. This last one was not a horror movie, though. The Cenobites were awesome, and I want to see more of their backstory, but it was not scary. The point Lily watched it with me, it's not scary. I've so got you that may on my actually list. like it. Yeah, you may actually like I it. I like but... scary stuff, though. <clears throat> I do, too. But no, but I'm saying you may like this because it's different. Okay. And I know you because I know you're not a big fan of Hellraiser. Uh, I'm just like, I'm not against it. It's just I, I didn't get super into it. I, it was before I started getting into a lot of these movies later. And oh, I just gotcha. I skipped yeah. over that one. That one wasn't in the general rotation at the you family. Give them a shot. And like, like I said, some of them, like Hellraiser Bloodlines. Ugh. I've seen so the one first he's in one or two. Oh, but yeah, you know, the first two are good. Mm-hmm. And they actually follow the canon and then they did comics off of it and the comics are actually really good because they go deeper into the history of like pinhead and all the cenobites and everything it's just interesting because each demon is customized the way that they've been disfigured in pain yeah um um is customized to what they are like like this one um i think she's the voice i can't remember her name she was a beauty queen and she was beautiful and so they cut out her vocal box and like and her vagina and because why laid not open what's that because why not because why not but mm-hmm. box in the box <clears throat> uh these two twins were obsessed with technology and so they wrapped them together integrated with technology like their deaths equal what their sin was, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch that. It's it's kind of cool. Okay, so there's Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I just added something to there, a name, Javier Botet. You're gonna go on a uh, Kyle look at Facebook what I posted earlier about him. Javier Botet. He is. You've seen him. In many, many, many Hollywood movies, but you don't know what's him. Oh, see a guy behind a mask. And, uh, oh, <clears throat> very angular. So fellow. you know the Slender Man in um, um, Insidious. Yeah, that's him. Oh, basically, that's just him with a mask on and clothes. That's actually his body. How he looks. You think a lot, CG. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's super tall and skinny, super long, creepy fingers. That's him. That's cool. Um, I think he was Lalonia too. Hold on. Um, but uh, yeah, he he was also he was bullied as a kid just because of his unique body, and he took started taking like acting classes. I think it was, mm-hmm. and they his teacher said hey you should try out for this and it's been ever since and apparently he's just like the nicest guy ever okay so he has marfan syndrome which <clears throat> uh certain body tissues brought about by his condition of giving him extremely long fingers and he's also really tall and thin he's six foot seven weighs 123 yeah he was the witch in it chapter two and the hobo He's Slender Man in the Slender Man movie. He was in Scary um, Stories to Tell in the Dark. He was the tallest corpse. Okay. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> he was Keyface in Insidious. The this last stuff for Alien set Covenant. In the mummy. Oh, he's a xenomorph. Um, yeah, Crooked Man. Where was it? Uh, he was the nightmare character. He's been in a lot. Just go look him up. It's really interesting, and the video behind him is just so nuts. So you're gonna want to watch that after we get done because okay. you'll just be like, "Oh God, this." Is... He's he sat there for hours doing these creepy things in the mirror when he was younger, and so all those like weird things, like when you see the um the crooked man walking mm -hmm. in cities, you know that weird walk like that. That's actually him doing it. Stuff he's practiced before. Okay, see, that's why that stuff really <clears throat> sticks is practical effects. Like, it just yeah. works. It's just awesome. Um, But yeah, that's really all we got on this. I mean, it's not a super long episode, but it's it's one that really, that Kyle and I love. We love the Shona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been <clears throat> on my horror movie kick, or horror-ish movie kick the last few days, but mine's been mostly, like, probably picked up. I've been binging the Alien series. Because I've been wanting to watch Prometheus, and the completionist in me will not let me watch Prometheus until I've watched at least up through Alien Resurrection, which I knocked out today. Um, but I'm getting ready to switch over to some more spooky movies. I did watch, finally watch Scary Stories Tale in the Dark the other day, though, which I What loved. did you think? I absolutely loved it. I did, too. The so only thing I, I think... was sad about is we didn't get to see the Wendigo. Yes. Yeah, I remember you said that. So, would you consider that this genre? Yeah. 100%. I would too. Yep. I think well, okay. it fits the genre really well. Why did you like it so much? Did you I, find it scary? I found it terrifying. I didn't find it that scary. Um, I just thought the story, like <clears throat> what I was talking about, like, oh, I was I was sucked in to try to find out. Like, I was wanting to know what the backstory was. And I was going to be really upset if they didn't give some more story to, uh, what was her name, Sarah. So I really liked it because of that. Now, I, I felt like it borrowed a lot of stuff from a lot of other things that were popular at the time. I got some really big Stranger Things vibes from it for certain th reasons. Um, but Stranger Things borrows from other things. And so, um, like, top of the list, not super high. Enjoyable watch, yeah. Like, it, it's not in my top ten by any means, but it was super enjoyable to watch. Um, the character design, the creature design was really cool. The mm -hmm. way they, they told some of the stories is really cool. The way they tied it all together was really cool. Slightly predictable, but still really cool. There was enough um, aha and oh, like surprise moments that kept me in it. Right. And <clears throat> um, what I told Kyle was the reason that it scared me and the reason why I thought he'd like it, it's because I remember reading those stories in the dark as kids. Mm-hmm. And scaring the shit out of me because I was reading it by flashlight, you know, under my covers. As one should. As one should. And those are some of the best memories. But this brought back those memories as a little kid when you were just afraid of everything. I'm still afraid of everything, but even more so. You are a skittish adult. I am a skittish adult. <laughs> and that's why people love me. They don't love me. Um, I need You need a shirt for Halloween that just says, don't scare me, I might pee. <laughs> And on the back, it says too late. Too late. I sat on my balls. I sat. <laughs> you imagine if I wore that one to school? Um, yeah. So what do you all think? Let us know. In the notes below. Notes below. below. So, so with that's that, the, um, we had, oh, with the, the whole uh, Amityville thing, you don't have this one. 
you get the picture that you've got. I forgot all about this. I want to make sure we got it in before the end. You get the one with the yellow lights through the windows there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the ones with the red lights? Like the demony spooky looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was showing that like a long time ago, and it still may happen that because all that red and, you know, the, there was, what was it? Like murder and death and demons and all this unexplained stuff that they're actually looking at using that to bring Mephesto into the uh, mainstream. Is off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, the red signifies the demons and the death. And funny enough, we'll discuss this in November when we get back to regular episodes. But they may have cast Mephesto. Nice. Oh, and I hope it's. I hope it's true. Yep. So, with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerdum. I'm Chris, and I'm Kyle. Wherever you guys are, please have a great evening, night, morning, whatever time it is, and please be. Uh, spooky, spooky, be spooky to each other. Fresh cheese bags. There it is. See you guys up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore, rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore used to be just a made up word.